Hi everyone, and welcome to our special Patreon-only series, Monstras After Dark. So in this series, we explore weird stories, folklore, and legends that might not have enough information, that might not be as juicy as other ones that make up our full episode. Um, so the idea is to keep it short. Uh, I don't know if we can do that, so let's see. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so the format is very different from our regular episodes where we usually research a topic together. This time, the topic is secret, and each month we switch off. So this month, it's my turn to tell Orquidia a weird and interesting tale. I'm really excited, because I know the topic is caves, and that's it. So <laughs> I am really going in blind. Um, thankfully, I'm not claustrophobic, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> oh my gosh, I actually really hate tight spaces and caves. I've read too many stories about people getting stuck in caves, like the Nutty Putty Cave. I was obsessed. Obsessed with that story. What the hell is the Nutty Putty Cave? Oh my god. Oh my god. So, it's basically, for those who don't know, it's basically this man, he goes into a cave. Uh, it was located in, I believe, Utah, because he was Mormon. Uh, and so... It was this really interesting cave system, and he was trying to find a... He was like an amateur cave spelunker. And he was trying to find a sliver, a tiny sliver of the, of the cave where it, it narrowed really, really tightly. And it was called the birth canal. And so he thought he had found it. So he went into this... He went headfirst into this tight, 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 tight cave. He's a six-foot, you know, two guy. Uh, he's on his belly, crawling into this hole. Which, again, you would never ca catch me crawling no. into anything. I've watched The Descent. I know what lives down there. <laughs> Nothing good, okay? No. <laughs> so he's on his belly and he's crawling, he's crawling, he's crawling. And he sees there's, like, in front of him, there's, like, a little drop-off, right? And he's like, okay, well, obviously I'm in the birth canal. And the birth canal is supposed to open up to a larger cavern. Got it. So you okay. go through this tiny sliver and then it opens up. So he's like, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, go head first, turn around and then go back. Well, it turns out this was not the birth canal. This was just a section that was really narrow and it led to basically a little drop off, a little hole. And that was it. And so here he is upside down, stuck upside down in this narrow hole. With his feet up, facing the, the cave ceiling. Oh my god. And his, you know, he can't reverse. <laughs> and so, basically, a ton of, like, special spelunkers, cave spelunkers, came from all over the state to try to help this guy out, to try to get him out. They were like, maybe we can break his, his legs and get him out that way, because oh. his knees were facing the wrong way. Oh my god. So, so they couldn't spin him like a top? <laughs> Yeah, they couldn't spin him like a top. Nothing, nothing. They could not get this Holy man out. Fuck. And so they, they like, um, they felt, I mean, it was nuts. They had some really expert spelunkers. They were like, can we dynamite the cave? And they were like, no, if we dynamite it, it might bring the whole cave system down. It might bury him alive. So we won't do that. People were like, can we make the canal area wider? And they were like, no, you can't, they couldn't make it wider. There was a, a guy who went down there, or a, yeah, a guy that went down there, and they had a series of pulleys to try to get him out. 
but uh, one of the pulleys pull, pulled off of the side of the uh, cave wall and struck him in the face and uh, essentially opened up his entire mouth. Like, it oh sliced him up. And so he had, that rescuer had to leave and yeah. get medical treatment. He had to get rescued. Yeah, he had to get, he almost had to get rescued. And so then, at that point, they're like, it's already been almost two days. The poor man is, uh, has been stuck upside down for this entire time. He's hallucinating. Yeah. He's coming in and out of, you know, consciousness. And finally, he dies. And there's nothing they can do. And so they ended up sealing the entire cave system. And now that's his grave. That is hilarious. And I, and sad. And some really <laughs> white people shit. And it's I love that really... we haven't even got into the, like, we haven't even started the episode. And we're already going to go long. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be wild. So luckily in this episode, there's nothing like that. Okay, good. Um. But I will say, gather around, everyone, okay. and grab your glass of wine or whatever other indulgence you prefer. And let's actually talk about a cave where people didn't quite crawl on their knees, but some crazy shit did take place in it. As long so, as it's weird shit, I'm in for it. Yeah, exactly. So, first of all, I do have to say that I, I, I hate caves, but I also love caves. I'm fascinated by them. As I said before... I read too many stories about people getting stuck in caves, so I would never really go cave spelunking, like, to a new cave system. Like, never. But if it's, like, wide and fairly accessible, and there's no risk of flooding, because that's another risk you run in caves, that they can flood, uh, depending on what season you're in, I would totally, you know, go. I like caves enough that that's why I did our Halloween story on a cave. That's so right. what do you think about Yeah, do you remember that, right? Yeah. What do you think about caves? I appreciate them from afar. Like I said, I've watched The Descent. I know what happens in caves. Have you seen The Descent? No, but I I've heard of it and I know essentially what happened. I mean, I'm it's a horror movie, so I I'm, I'm sure it's not like they found unicorns and rainbows in the <laughs> they cave, did, you know. They did not find unicorns. But I, yeah, like, I feel like there's a lot of horror movies that take place in caves, and I just don't get it. Like, why? I would go to a cave, like, the the ones, like, in Yucatan or whatever that have, like, a cenote. Yes. Right? So something like that. Like, if there's a tourist guide, and I don't have to do any real physical activity to get in and out, I'll go. But then it's not really a cave. Yeah, and uh, you'll see that this cave is, uh, to get to it, there's a lot of physical activity. Once you're in it, it's pretty easy to navigate. So I wanted to first, though, talk about why caves are so important to the Maya. So caves have always had like a very significant uh, place in Mayan culture. They thought each cave was an entrance to Xibalba, which is the world of the dead. It is also a place where humanity emerged from, from, so that, you know, people were born from this cave. The cave is often said to have flowing rivers of pus and blood, and that any human brave enough to try to enter or exit Shalbalba would have to traverse all these caves, all these I'm rivers. I'm not brave. No. Yeah, a imagine a river of pus. Disgusting. Disgusting. Yeah. If it was just blood, I'd, I'm cool with that, but pus, that smell, ugh. Oh, yeah. I mean, blood, I'm fine. Yeah. 
blood's chill. What what type of blood is it? Like, is it type A, type B? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) How congealed is it? Do I have to, like, row? Please uh, be more detailed in your description of Chivalva and the rivers to it. I know. I want to know the 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 consistency of this blood. Like, yeah. I need to know. Can I make a profit off of it? Um, <laughs> there is a blood shortage right now. So, caves overall represent liminal spaces. They're places that represent kind of transition, and because of this uh, importance, archaeologists have actually made many discoveries within caves. They have found remnants of like rituals including human sacrifice. I know, I love that so much. I know, I'm so excited to tell you about it, because... I feel like this connects well with um, our previous Patreon episode on Vagina Dentata. Yes, it does, because the underworld... I I feel like you have a theme on what sort of (laughs) things you like. Very vaginal, you know, consuming... Vaginal theme. I should keep that up. I should keep that up. <laughs> yeah. So, but the name of this cave, I have to tell you. I want to tell you so badly how to get, like, how, what, what it takes to get this cave. So this cave is called the Aktun Tunichil Muknal Cave, which translates to the cave of, the caves of the stone cave of the stone sepulcher or cave of the stone altar. And so it has a lot of names, but it is called the Aktun Tunichil Muknal. So say that like a hundred times. So in order to reach this cave, Orkidia, you're going to hate this. You're going to so hate this. So to reach this cave from San Ignacio, Belize, you have to drive an hour out to the Tapir Mountain Reserve. And then you have to walk another hour while crossing rivers. And jungles. I already see you shaking your head. No. <laughs> but, so, you have to walk an hour while crossing all these rivers and jungles. Once, finally, finally, once you reach the entrance of the cave, you have to swim another kilometer or so to finally reach the main chamber. So, the cave itself is, uh, there is water in that cave. I don't know if it floods. I'm not 100% sure, but I do know that there's water in it that you have to you do have to traverse to get to the main part of the cave. So, pictures of the cave, if you look them up online, the cave entrance, honestly, is pretty magnificent. Like, it's, you see a ri- the river that runs through it is like a river of blue, clear water that flows from it. The rocks surrounding it are, like, covered in moss, vines, trees, and you can really see why people gravitated to it and why it, fe- it like, looks magical. That sounds beautiful. Right? Yeah, I would love to see pictures of it, not go there. And not go there. (laughs) It would take you a while to get there. So, the entire length of the cave is about uh, about 3.1 miles long from uh, end to end, or 4.9 kilometers. Uh, Once you reach the back of the cave, you will find yourself in this area called the main chamber also referred to as the cathedral. And this is where you will find bodies of sacrificial victims. Dun, dun, dun. Exactly. So, you know, archaeologists went down here and they were like, let's, let's check it out. 
and they found 14 or 1400 or 1400 bone fragments have been found just in this room alone which are dated between 250 and 909 AD so in if we look at a timeline for the Mayan empire that would be it's the time period would span between the early classic and the late classic period of the Mayan empire so this so, is less than 2000 years ago yeah this is a while ago yeah it's amazing because you know it part of the reason probably why everything's so well preserved a it's a cave shit shit gonna be preserved in a cave it's cold and it's all it, basically it's it's a good place to preserve bodies right or or things but also because it's so hard to get to i doubt a lot of people go there yeah what we know from these bone fragments is that it seems to have been there seems to have been like about seven adults and seven children that can be seen frozen in time in this cave and the ages the age range of these um what we assume are sacrificial victims is 45 to even as young as one year old. That's really young. Do we know how they died? Oh girl, I was just getting to it. (laughs) Oh, I knew what you were thinking. All right. (laughs) Of course, that's the first question you ask, right? You're like, okay, how did they all die? Right. Did they have their crack, like their skulls cracked? Yeah, exactly. So what I like to do is I want you to like, Imagine, we're going back in time. Imagine seeing a group of priests and maybe some Mayan elites walking a child into the deep recesses of the cave, into a deep darkness. Because remember, no electricity, so it's all <laughs> pitch black. No internet, nothing. Nothing. No cars, nothing. <laughs> so the child's head would have been flattened into a cone-like shape, which would indicate this child's parentage of one born into the upper classes. So that weird, like, cone, alien-esque kind of shape of the head, that was only done by elites. So once the group reaches the main chamber, they would take this child, and then they would hit it over the head with an object. The very heavy object. Damn. Then they left the body in situ, or basically right where uh, the child fell. That's where they left the body. Out in the open, on the cave floor. So, based on what, uh, on, you know, what archaeologists have find, can find, or have, you know, have dug up, uh, they can conclude that the children were all killed via a blunt force trauma. So damage the skull. And it makes sense that the children who were sacrificed belonged to the Mayan elite classes because it was seen as an honor to be sacrificed as you would be fast-tracked up to heaven, bypassing the nine levels of the underworld. So it's basically a golden ticket to heaven. Yeah, that seems like a good deal. You don't have to deal with um, any of the plus rivers or anything. Just go straight to the good stuff. 
exactly, or the B positive or whatever hepatitis filled blood river, right? So <laughs> disease river. Um, disease. So you would basically be fast tracked up to heaven. So it was an honor to be sacrificed. Uh, children were also very specifically sacrificed to the rain god. So maybe, I don't know, this is something that I extrapolated. I was like, if they could pinpoint what time period the child died in, maybe they can tell if there was a, maybe a drought going on at that, you know, at that time. That makes sense. So like children were like the special sacrifice when shit got really bad. That's when they were yes. like, all right, Junior, it's your turn. Slap. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can only imagine this child's acting up, you know what? And there's a drought going on. <laughs> you could be the next one. You better be careful. You're going to be the next one. You're going to be the next one. Like, that's what my parents would always threaten me. They'd be like, we're going to send your ass to El Salvador, you know. We're going to send you, we're going to send you back if you don't. If you don't behave, the same thing with these kids. We're going to take you to that cave. Yeah. You better We're behave. We're going to take you straight to Chimarva if you're not quiet. <laughs> you don't behave. And it's like, is that a bad thing or a good thing, Mom? I don't know. Why is that a threat? Oh, my God. Terrible. It was definitely a threat. I 100% guarantee. So, anyways. This cave is obviously a big draw for tourists because they can see a really well-preserved uh, sacrificial victim or victims in this cave. The most famous sacrificial victim, because of course there is a famous one in this cave, is called. Gee, there is has known to be a diva. Crystal. A what? A diva. A diva. <laughs> yes, it's actually Mariah Carey. How did you know? <laughs> I mean, she's the diva of everything, so I believe that. <laughs> oh, man. So, she's known as the Crystal Maiden, is what her nickname is. So, this sacrificial victim was thought to be between the ages of 18 and 20. She was potentially clubbed to death. I Some just... sources I read, though, said that they might have actually been a man and not a woman, so I don't know. I feel lied to. I know. So, I I'm looked sorry, it, up. it might be Mariah um, Carey or it might be, I don't know, what's a male diva? I don't know. <laughs> what is a male diva? Jay-Z. Who? Jay-Z. Yeah. Well, Thank he's a hustler, know. so I figure... I, I, I just picture, like, when you, like, Liberace. That's true. That's true. Oh, you know who? Who's that basketball player? What's his name? Le no yes, LeBron James. He's a diva. You think so? I think so. I think he's a huge diva. I, I don't think you can be a diva. Now we're really going on a tangent, but you can't be a diva if you don't like glittery jewelry and stuff like that. He... Did you... Have you ever seen that viral clip of him getting asked a question he didn't like and then he gets up grabs his purse his it's little purse. suitcase his little, yes, like, little suitcase and yeah, then he yeah, just yeah, walks briefcase. out yeah yeah yes. all right good point okay so lebron okay yeah. okay so, <laughs> so lebron so it could be a mariah or lebron we don't yeah. know we don't know <laughs> so 
I don't know what I expected. I looked up a picture of her, and she does not look as well-preserved as I thought she would be. No. I mean, you can kind of tell that she's on her side, right? She's on her back. Is she on her back? God, I don't even remember. Okay, let me see. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It does look like she has her hand on her hip, and she's, like, popping one of the legs to the side. Yes. She's very, again, she's a diva. She is the maiden of this castle. Oh my gosh. She <laughs> is, yeah, so she's, good job looking up a picture, because then I can, I, I can, I should actually describe her, because it is kind of an interesting, uh, you know, skeleton, and I'll put a, a, a link to the picture or, or something. I'll do something so folks can see her on our Patreon. But, uh, it's actually pretty well-preserved, Orkidia. I don't know what you're talking about. She's really well-preserved. I don't know. I expected, like, um, you know, the mummy. I expected a mummy. Girl, they, they didn't have mummies here. <laughs> they had mummies in, um, like, I know there's Mexico they had mummies. But was that in the drier parts of Mexico? Uh, maybe. Yeah, that's why when you were describing it, I was like, how well-preserved can it be with all that humidity and water? You'd be surprised. Caves caves are really good at preserving uh, specimens and, and all that st- sort of stuff because they don't get trampled on or traversed or uh, they have a very specific type of climate. I think they have a consistent climate. So it doesn't erode as fast, I think is what it is. I'm not, a, I'm not an expert on cave archaeology. I did minimal archaeology, but not a lot. So... I don't I am, have I'm her. really fascinated now because so according to this article it says that she was nicknamed the crystal maiden um because her intact skeleton has been dusted with calcite crystals giving it a sparkling sugar appearance so she she's a sugar skull oh my god she's a sugar skull holy yeah. crap and I think for people that want to picture it now that we've been rambling on that's what it does look like she's covered in sugar it does oh. actually let me see yeah See, yeah, so she's definitely a diva. Yes. A diva after death, like a death diva. I want to be a death diva. A death diva, whoa. Yes. I mean, she, it's, again, her skeleton's really well, I I really love the preservation on the skeleton. It's very well, it's just nature, man. Thanks, nature. Um, I was about to be, like, thankful, but I was like, wait, who do I thank? Nature, I guess. (laughs) Thanks, nature. <laughs> Thanks, nature. So, she's really well-preserved. I mean, I've seen bog people bodies. Those are super well-preserved. I mean, the you I saw these two bodies at the Natural History Museum down in L.A. years ago. Years and years and years ago. And they're bog people. People whose, whose bodies were sacrificed or they fell into a bog. I don't remember. You get trapped in a bog. I don't remember how they got there. But either way... <laughs> They got there and they got stuck or something. I don't know. And uh, the bog, because of the chemical composition of the bog, it preserves things to the point where you could see her fingernails. Oh. Her fingernails, her hair, her hair was still blonde because she was a child. Uh, You could see her skin. I mean, it was bananas how well preserved. These bodies, these hundreds of year old bodies were. So, bog people, man. 
You want to see some real good bodies? Go with the bog Bog people. Yep. (laughs) So, to finish up... (laughs) To finish up my my tale of sacrificial uh, humans, or sacrificed humans, there is another section of the cave, and this section is really fascinating to me. Uh, The cave known as the Stelia, or Stelia, I think it's pronounced that way, chamber. Or Steely, I think it's pronounced Steely, chamber. Which is located right before you reach the cathedral, or the main chamber. And it contains two stone markers. Around these stones, they have found sharp rocks that were probably used for bloodletting ceremonies performed again by priests or uh, Mayans that were, you know, part of the elite. So I, I was like, man, I wish rich people did that today. You know, come on, guys. You're not going to pay your taxes. You could at least bleed. <laughs> I, and you're right. Like, there is a blood shortage. So if yeah, wealthy people want to feel better about themselves. Go donate some blood. Exactly. I donate blood all the time. My blood is in high demand. Wow, diva. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm a blood diva. Yeah. <laughs> and what? <laughs> Whatever. So, apparently, in this section, there are like, there are these uh, bowls <laughs> that are called uh, kill holes. Uh-huh. And they're basically bowls with a hole in the middle that are meant to collect blood. And I guess the hole is there to distribute or disperse blood somehow. I know, it's wild. So you can look this up online and you can just look up kill holes. Again, I might just drop some pictures uh, on the Patreon of these kill holes. They're crazy. But they do, other cultures do have them, including the Mimbres of New Mexico had really, really similar bowls that were buried alongside their dead. And they're really pretty, like, beautifully decorated, too. I wish we had more of a, like, a... I don't know. I, I wish we made death prettier. That sounds weird. No, I think we should bling up our bodies. Like this diva. Yeah. Like, I right? want to go full mummy and, like, everybody... <laughs> Except not put my pet with me. Yeah, exactly. I I think I think there sh- we should have more. I mean, we do. I think in Latino culture we do have, you know, Dia de los Muertos. We have other celebrations that kind of celebrate, not death, but the person's life, yeah. and it's colorful and it's fun. I want more of that. I don't want a funeral. I want a party when I die. And not like a party that you're glad I'm dead. Um, I still want you to be sad. <laughs> I still want you to mourn me. But, um, but Do at it least with style. I'll, yeah. But you know, go out in style. Put my body. You know, crystallize my body. I don't know. Bling it up. Like yeah. in the early you want 2000s. us to bedazzle you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you to bedazzle me. Can you imagine? In two thousand years, archaeologists are going to be like. This mu- this person must have been from the elite. She's bedazzled. <laughs> <laughs> Look at her body. They stapled these suckers on. <laughs> and they put her in a cave. And they put her in a cave. And they sealed the cave off. Wow. This is amazing. Yeah. I I my I hope so. 
I bloody hope so. So, just as a final, you know, conclusion to the whole, to this whole saga, you can absolutely go visit this cave. Tours are limited. Limited. Uh, I think they only do like two, either two groups or like one group a day on certain times of day. So it's very limited. But it is considered one of the top 10 most sacred caves in the world. Which is fascinating, which makes sense, right? Yeah. Um, because it is a fascinating look at Mayan culture, but also their anxieties. Like, you're not going to go bloodlet and sacrifice children and people unless something's going on, you know? Yeah. You They're not to, abnormal like, like us. They, yeah. Yeah. So you're not going to sacrifice a cool diva for, <laughs> you know, no reason. Yeah. So it's just really, really a cool place, and I really want to go to it someday. I hope I just have to get like more fit. I think I just need to exercise more instead of eating pizza all day on my ass. You know, I imagine you need a lot of endurance to do that. Yeah. Yeah. You have to do the hike and the swim. I don't know how to swim. You don't know how to swim? No. I floated across the the river when I crossed the border. (laughs) Like Moses? (laughs) Yeah, I walked on the river. <laughs> Wait, did Mo- Moses didn't walk down the river. Moses parted part of the sea. I don't know. Jesus walked on water. Moses moved the water. Either neither of them swam. That's the point. No, neither of them. They did those things because they couldn't swim. <laughs> they were like, we'll do this. They were trying instead. really hard not to swim and not to say I don't know how to swim. <laughs> Why did you never, you never learn? No one ever taught you? Because my parents, my dad especially, was like a huge proponent of uh, teaching me how to swim. Because my mom doesn't know how to swim. I mean, one day, I I do want to do an episode on, so the reason my mom doesn't know how to swim is because in El Salvador, there's a lot of underwater, either caves or underwater systems that people get sucked into. And so my mom was really afraid. She was like, I don't yeah. want to get sucked into, like, the abyss. So she never, she never learned how to swim for that reason. And she told me one time that an airplane fell into one of the um, either lakes or rivers or something. And it just disappeared. Because it got sucked into some sort of underground system. I don't know what's going on in the waterways of El Salvador, but, yeah, we should do an episode on that. <laughs> Maybe another Patreon special. It might have to be because I'm like, what was happening? Yeah. I don't know. Forget um, the Bermuda to, Triangle. It's It was so great. I was listening to my mom and I was like, no wonder you didn't learn how to swim. Dear Lord. Like, I wouldn't want to swim either. Yeah, that's terrifying. It's terrifying. So anyways, that's, that's a whole thing. I love swimming. I am a big... Um, proponent of swimming i think everyone should know how to swim i love it i have i love the water i also float on top of the water very easily um i don't like having my face in the water but i do enjoy floating and going underneath the water 
good, good to know. <laughs> That's why I was really bad at, so I took a class in college, swimming class, uh-huh. and I was really bad at the um, freestyle, where you put your your face in the water a little bit, you and then you stick it out and you breathe, and then you keep your head down. I hate I, always, keep- I, I don't know how to breathe like that. Like, it takes too much coordination. Also, it's why I would not go to a cave, because I, I would trip. Like, I trip on pebbles. Can you imagine <laughs> in a straight-up cave? Like, I would I would be that guy stuck somewhere. Like, <laughs> like a freaking spin. What's it called? Like a trompo? A trompo? <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, you would end up like the Crystal Maiden. You would end up like the Crystal Maiden. That sounds like a win. <laughs> it does sound like a win, doesn't it? As long as you end up covered in tiny crystals. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll bring I mean, my that's... own crystals. As I'm dying, I'll just spread them. <laughs> she was carrying a basket of crystals and then she just fell and <laughs> they fell all around her. <laughs> well, I guess that's basically it for this episode. I want to end it before we go on any more tangents. I know. Thank you all for listening to our tangents. Yes, thank all of you for supporting us on Patreon. Super appreciate it. Uh, And yeah, we'll keep putting out these episodes for you guys. Let us know what you think. Comment, like, all that stuff. And if you have suggestions for future topics that we should be exploring, let us know. Happy to explore another, talk about more caves or more other vagina-related things. I was about to say, yeah, if you have any vagina topics, send them to Brenda. (laughs) Well, that's it, folks. Bye for now. Bye.